Greetings and salutations, guest. Welcome to the As We Eat Tavern, where Epicurean adventures unfold. Here, gastronomic journeys merge with tales untold, and every dish is a portal to lands both far and fantastical. As you join us at table, may you find not only nourishment for your body, but also sustenance for your soul, as stories blend with flavors to create a casserole of culinary enchantment. Enjoy your meal. Welcome to As We Eat, where we explore the intersection of food, family, history, and culture. We think there's something magical that happens when people get together and share food. Conversations seem to happen a little more naturally. We talk about our commonalities and our differences. We share stories, memories, and recipes. And we'll use food to take a journey that explores our human experience. Share some fun facts and some that aren't so fun. Talk about food history and how food connects and defines us. So if you've ever eaten, prepared, or shared food, then this podcast probably has something for you. Hi, Lay. <laughs> Hello, Kim. How are you? I'm really fabulous. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. We've been frantically getting ready to batten down the hatches for the winter because Eric's leaving for a couple of weeks and we just want to make sure that all the things are good for when the snow falls, which is going to be sooner than we think, I think. Feels like it's all coming so rapidly. Oh man, it is sweater weather mm. and my appetite has hit new highs in terms of wanting to eat yummy, sustaining, warming, tasty foods and wanting to stay home, nestled up, watching a movie or playing a game or reading a book. I do read it a fair yes. amount. So it's yeah. definitely that time of year. And I, I just love it. I One of my favorites. totally, totally agree with you. Yep. All the sweaters are out here, too. This morning I had to turn the fire on because I was like, it's cold. Oh. Yeah. Find cats on heating vents all over the house. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that. It's that, That's how I know it's cold when they're top of the little heater vent. Exactly. <laughs> look look all blissed out. Yep. <laughs> oh, to just be able to curl onto a heater vent and curl up. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, have it, they have it so easy and they just don't even know. They just it's don't true. appreciate it's it. That's true. You know. You know, I, I have to say that I had a lot of fun coming up with the intro to this week's episode. It was completely inspired by the Dwarven Cuisine section of Heroes Feast, which happens to hold the recipe that I chose to make from the cookbook. Speaking of all of these nice, warming, fall-flavored dishes. But I, I have to say, of all of the cookbooks that we have featured this season, this one really was the hardest one for me to choose a recipe from. And not because I couldn't find something that I liked, but because as I read through each of the introductions to the different realms, because I really wanted to totally be whatever realm I think that I belong into. <laughs> but mm -hmm. as I read through it, I kept thinking, oh, my God, I can totally relate to that. Oh, yes, that's exactly how I feel about food. So it, it was a little difficult to choose the recipe that I felt most defined me, but what really helped make my final decision is that I was gifted some homemade sauerkraut this summer, and I really mm. wanted to feature this in a special recipe. And I thought, what a perfect time of year to really enjoy this gift that we were given. So my choice of recipes is 
smoked sausages with kraut and dwarven mustard. And the bonus of choosing this recipe is that I had just made homemade mustard. So I was super excited to find this recipe. (laughs) My mouth is watering. I love sauerkraut Mm. passionately. I I apologize in advance for the drooling. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you won't be able to hear it too much. But oh my gosh, what an exciting... What an exciting opportunity to use something homemade. Right? Too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Please continue. So, yeah, before I, I talk about my experience, which is was super, super fun, I want to read the head note because I think it's a great example of the world building that we talked about in the previous episode. And it goes like this. At the end of a long day working in fiery forges and lava-filled mines, Most dwarves have an insatiable craving for salty and sour foods, always paired with a strong ale. Nothing hits the spot quite like a heaping plate of dwarven smoked sausages with mounds of briny sauerkraut, a recipe according to legend forged and handed down by the dwarf father god Moradin himself. When possible, serve these plump sausages with dwarven mustard, a lightly spiced sweet stone ground condiment in some regions of Cormire, this mustard is widely regarded as a cure-all. I think that this headnote is just is really amazing in the way that it, in three sentences, communicated that the dwarves are these really hard-working, hardy race, that their preference for foods is hardy, wholesome, and practical. And it also communicates the importance of heritage, tradition, and custom. They talk about the dwarf father god Moradin handing down this sauerkraut that was forged by <laughs> him. And the fact that this condiment is regarded as a cure-all. I have said this so many times that I believe every recipe has a story. And I believe that every recipe deserves to be introduced in this fashion. I just <laughs> <Right>? absolutely <laughs> love the headnotes in this book. They're just fantastic. <laughs> They're so much fun. They are. Yeah. They really are. They they really put you in the mood. And that's what a good headnote's supposed to do. It's supposed to whet your mental appetite for what you're about to have. Exactly. Because wouldn't that be terrible if you had this headnote and then you had a salad? Yes. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. No. Now, the ingredients for the recipe were pretty easily gathered, though I did have an issue with juniper berries. Apparently, Montanans don't use juniper berries, so... I couldn't find any, and it was an optional ingredient, so I didn't include it. But I do want to go back and find some someplace and and make it with the juniper berries because I think that that would just have added a little bit more to the sauerkraut. Mm. So the ingredients were yellow onion, a large apple, sugar, sauerkraut, dark beer, smoked sausages, stone ground mustard, and sour cream. So nothing, nothing crazy outside of the juniper berries. Mm-hmm. And super easy to get. Now, when I mentioned that this is the recipe that I was going to make, when I mentioned this to Eric, he immediately went into the hunter-gatherer mode. Now, <laughs> my husband knows every grocery and every specialty food store in the valley. And he started to suggest where we might acquire the sausages, depending upon what type of sausage I wanted. <laughs> this is amazing. I love yeah. this. And he even researched what type of beer dwarves drank. What would we do without Google? What, what, so, okay, I need to know, what, what did he decide? 
that was a dwarven, a proper dwarven ale. So the proper dwarven beer that we used, and I okay. love this because it just plays so well into the whole recipe. It's called Cold Smoke, and it's a beer that is brewed here in Montana. So that was a cool connection. And it, it was, it's a smoky beer, so it worked with the smoky sausages, and it was dark and hearty and big. Yeah. I love it. So the reason I mentioned this is the fact that in our last episode, we discussed how this cookbook created a sense of connection. And though it was just Eric and myself, Maisie got a bite of sausage, too. <laughs> Making and enjoying the recipe, it really created this sense of connection. And as I mentioned, I was gifted this jar of homemade sauerkraut. And as I was making the dish, I recalled the trip to Minnesota that my dad and my auntie made this summer. I thought about visiting the places that were reminders of their youth. I thought about the generosity of Jerry, his cousin's wife, who gifted the sauerkraut, along with homemade horseradish, jam, jelly, salsa, tomato sauce, tomato juice. I mean, it was a good thing that we drove so that we could transport all of this back. And maybe it's a bit silly, but I felt a kinship to those hardworking beings as I used my homemade stone ground mustard. It became more than just a condiment stored in the fridge waiting for its next use. It was a token of connection to their world and a bridge between realms. And, mm. you know, as I was preparing this dish, Eric was outside building a fire. He had decided that eating this by the fire was an appropriate way to enjoy it. He even went so far as to build a side table in his perception of the dwarven fashion that we could use as we sat outside eating our dinner. This is amazing. I know. This is amazing. It was such a fun recipe to make because everybody was involved, even the dog underfoot. <laughs> and he poured the beer into these beer steins that I had picked up at the local thrift shop that afternoon. And then we sat in front of the fire with the mountains as our backdrop and we enjoyed mm. every bite of the smoked sausages and kraut with dwarven mustard. This recipe is truly delicious. And every minute of the gathering and the making and the enjoying of this food was so much fun. In our last episode, we talked about it giving you this permission to be imaginative. And, I mean, to the point where my husband built a side table that he <laughs> felt that the dwarves would be proud of. Right? Right. I mean, I cannot imagine a more dwarven way to to prepare, to eat, and to celebrate this dwarven dinner. Right. Because you two aren't gamers. No. You know, I know because you are media savvy that you're familiar with properties like Lord of the Rings, in which, of course, dwarves are a prominent part of that. But just being part of pop culture in general, I think you, you must have a sense of what a dwarf could be or what an mm. elf could be. Right. But I love so much that this was inspiring to you both, to you both. Yeah. Yes. To have this meal and that there was there was that sense of what would a dwarf do? Like how? Right. And the thing about the dwarves is that they love their food. And yes. so, you know, they, of course, would would celebrate and eat heartily and with gusto and with passion. And the food 
that this recipe reflects is also that food that's hearty and to be et with gusto and passion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. You know, I mean, <laughs> even to the point of this skillet that I use to make this in, and I feel very fortunate to own this, the company is called Blue Skillet, B-L-U Skillet Ironware. And it's literally a hand-forged skillet. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. The dwarves would use something that's hand-forged like this. The handle mm-hmm. is just gorgeous. The whole the whole skillet is gorgeous. And mm-hmm. we've talked so often about the intention that we put into our meals. The whole experience was so intentional. It was so much fun. So much Aww. fun. I was so glad. Thank <laughs> you. So glad you got to try something familiar. Right. But at the same time, like, had that whimsy to it. It did. It totally did. It all sounds kind of fantastical, but I think when we approach any cuisine with respect and a sense of adventure, we create a Mm -hmm. magical blend of flavors and fellowship, a celebration of shared stories that we weave through food and love and a hint of whimsy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm really kind of fascinated by the the idea that you went through the cookbook that you were looking for a theme mm. that you were kind of figuring out where you identified right within the, this particular realm right yeah this sphere of influence if you will because i do believe people are drawn to a certain kind of character a certain mm. in gaming terms a class a race right i love that you go through each of the sections and it tells you, you know, the humans, what they're like and what the dwarves are like. I think I relate more to the halflings, but I really, yeah. really, <laughs> really wanted to use you this really wanted sauerkraut. sauerkraut. Yeah. Heck yes. <laughs> when you said that you've been gifted homemade sauerkraut, I'm thinking my friends need to step up, man. Like, where the heck is my gift of homemade sauerkraut? I know, right? Now, the funny thing, just if you'll permit me just this minute of digression, I like this idea of being able to pull in ingredients from different places. And I think it ties into this idea, too, of this book, that you're trying something new, mm. that, you know, sometimes you're encountering something. The genesis of of the why might be different every time. It might be because you're hosting a dinner party and right. you want to have a dish on the table that represents all the different races in the game. Or it could be that, hey, that looks really good and that's something that my character would eat and so I want to try that, too. I feel like these phantoms are... Are again about community. They're about mm. they're about exploration, about trying something new. Yes. Yes. To me, the cookbook that we're talking about, the Dungeons and Dragons cookbook, A Hero's Feast, it's less about teaching and more about creating a common experience, moving a common experience from one realm into another. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. And if you haven't listened to episode 70, How to Eat Like a Hero, where we discuss why we chose to feature this cookbook, go take a listen. And episode 26, What's in Your Pantry, 4,000-Year-Old Spice, Flamingos, and the Royal Road, where we talk about turmeric and what mustard and flamingos have in common, is also a pretty interesting listen. And make sure to come back in two weeks when we ask you to let go of the notion that cooking is a chore. Join us as we explore a cookbook that embodies the concept that cooking can and should bring you joy. 
Can't wait for that one. (laughs) (laughs) For more information about today's episode, check out our website at asweeat.com. Follow us on Instagram at asweeat. And please join our family recipes, traditions, and food lore community on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And so you don't miss an episode, subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And after your hard day in the fiery forges and lava-filled mines, please rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. We would be so thankful if you did. We love growing our community of like-minded food enthusiasts. We also publish the As We Eat Journal on Substack, a monthly collection of stories and favorite features and recipes touching on a theme. Our inaugural Harvest Edition is available free for everyone this month. Subscribe now and give a gift subscription. You won't want to miss a single tasty bite at asweeat.substack.com. You've been listening to the As We Eat podcast, part of our curiosity-driven project, serving up how food connects, defines, and inspires by blending a bit of research with a dash of humor and a plump dose of passion. <laughs>